views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in, turning us on, and connecting with all of you. Um, I am so thrilled that uh, I get to do what I do. I get to hang out with Benny. I get to hang out with all of you. And I get to hang out with amazing people that are helped transforming the world in a positive way. Uh, And what I love about this is that You know, we live in a day and age where the lost art of storytelling um, has come back. And it's come back because conversations like the one we're about to have and and this form of radio uh, has really taken its roots in the world. You know, many of you heard me talk yesterday about the studies that have been done, you know, the revelations now about who is actually tuning in and what is it about the world we live in the digital world we live in it, that is not going to dismiss you know radio on the dial but is going to complement it and it's because we're bringing conversations that educate inform and that are filled with love and positive action that's why i love what i do that's why for me it is so important to be of service to all of you over the years. And I'll say this because of today's show over the years, you all have contributed immensely to what we are creating in transformation radio.fm to our new technology, to the ways you want to listen to the fact that we started a pay it forward program 13 years ago. Every show gives something away. And you have literally shaped the landscape of what we are creating. And it is, it is in deep, deep gratitude for that for me today. There isn't any complaint that anyone has ever filed, any feedback we've ever gotten that we have not taken action on and have thanked you for it. I can't tell you the times that I had to apologize personally to several of you for maybe something I said that I didn't mean or how I might have come off, but this is the world we live in. Today, I am introducing you to someone, someone who is so prominent with this message of service and humility in the world we live in, in business, that this is why I love doing what I do. Connie Fife joining me here today. Listen, 
top-rated international keynote speaker, primetime radio host on Transformation Talk Radio, but beyond all of that, works with corporations, associations, takes her creativity or entrepreneur skills, you know, into places which many of us have looked at now as cynical. You know, people in business not really remembering the essence of Peter Drucker's talk about service and stewardship. But in the end, we have now become more in tune to service and customer service and what's happening, you know, than many, many, many of the people that have come before us. Why? Because we've watched the fluctuation of markets. You know, we've watched people go up and down and in and out and in different ways to try to entice us, motivate us to be something different. But in the end, it boils down to something super important. So today, you know, Connie is going to be speaking with us about what does this mean, about how do we go about this, and, you know, why is this so important? So, you know, beyond being this person that I just talked about, she's also someone that is creative in ways to bring the consumer's voice into a new era. You know, to look at how old school is is working or not working. Beyond all of that, how do we engage with people that want to embedder and enliven and li- and their lives. Connie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hey, Pat, I'm so glad to be here. And thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Well, it's a really important topic. I mean, you know, we have gone through, you know, some interesting times with our economy. And one of the things that I loved about the, the time we went through was how people and organizations uh, and so forth had to really look at their service and how they could stand apart because people were being very selective. What do you think we've gained in these past, I don't know, eight years that we've just gone through? Have we learned anything? I think we're still learning. There's definitely still a learning curve going on. But one of the one of the main things that, that organizations are starting to realize is that People aren't, I mean, before the economy, before we had this crash, people just aren't out there opening up their, opening up their pocketbooks and making, making these large purchases. They are very skeptical mm. about what they are purchasing. They are very skeptical, not what about what they're purchasing, but they're very skeptical about who they're buying from. Yeah, I mean, and you and I, <laughs> we have interesting story. I mean, we come from places where we know and have learned service firsthand. You from cleaning houses, me from selling hot dogs from a hot dog cart. Yeah. There's something we learn about this. How have, how, have, how have those lessons helped you in shaping your entrepreneurial spirit today? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I like to say I was cleaning houses <laughs> before, before I was filling houses, but that's yeah. actually true. Yeah. I, I, I was doing that back in my teen years to... You know, help help and support my family at that time, and and then I forgot about that for a lot of years. You know, I went on, I went off to college, got married, you know, had kids, and one day it 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 was like you know that 
a light bulb went off. You know, I should have had the V8 that day because it was like, wait a minute, what is it that businesses and people really want from businesses? And and I started thinking back to when I was cleaning houses, I, I, I had a lot of clientele. I mean, I was an entrepreneur before I realized what entrepreneur meant because I was, you know, cleaning their houses, uh, ironing, doing their shopping, babysitting, whatever it is um, I did for them. But what made it successful was that emotional engagement that I was making with them. I wasn't just there to sell them right. because many many of these people were were older or you know that was at um, a time when both mom and dad were starting to go out to work and they were still trying to find that balance between home and and you know and, and working out of the house right. So how I was actually selling it at the time was, let me relieve some of that pain for you. Let me relieve some of that stress by, I'll come in and help you and I'll do these things for you. But not thinking, initially, I wasn't there for the pay, but yeah, I mean, I I still needed to get the pay. But I was there because I seen these people struggling. And, you know, as a, I mean, I'm talking back when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And I said, let me do it for you. Let me alleviate some of that pain and stress from you. So now I've taken that into my business and what I do today, whether I'm working with the corporation or an entrepreneur, let me take on some of that burden for you. So now you can, so now I'm serving them and that's what they love. They want to know that we are here for them. You know, it's really interesting. I mean, there there are many people from all walks of life, from all aspects of business that at some point feel that they, that, you know, you know, the phrase, you know, leave no one behind. Well, they have Mm -hmm. believed that they have been left behind. Yes. Um, And the motivation you know, to step up to the demands and the rigorous demands of, of service, uh, take their toll on people. Um, I know that, you know, you work with people from all over the planet. I know that, you know, you've done some incredible work uh, with the Girl Scouts, but most importantly, you've been, you've been called the queen of marketing. So talking about reinventing yourself, I I can't even imagine what these, this past decade has been like for you and the way that you look at marketing oh it's been <laughs> it's been it's been a whirlwind because yeah I, I was the CEO of of the Girl Scouts I mean which was my my love I, I so enjoy that I mean before that I was director at the US Chamber of Commerce and when the Girl Scouts did their their realignment back in 2006, I could tell you the exact date and time when I got the phone call to say, sorry, it's June 30, 2006, at 4.02 p.m., and your work here is no longer needed. I was crushed because I I didn't have plan B. I, I expected to always be there. And with the realignment and looking at the economies of scale and business and because of my business background, I, I became one of the project managers for the realignment and everything from looking at the financials, looking at best practices, doing a lot of study groups across across the country. And when I when I got that phone call, it was it was really devastating for me. So again, how where do I go from here? How do I how do I reinvent myself and and 
initially I went back to whether it was at the U.S. Chamber or even at Girl Scouts, I was always referred to the queen, the queen of marketing, the queen of the ask, or the girls would just call me the queen at Girl Scouts, which was just beautiful. But, and I started thinking, what do I do best? And what I do best is really connecting people together. And I do that through relationship marketing. So I, you know, I went down that path of, okay, well, the queen of marketing, that's who I am. That's what I do best. And it has served me well for these last number of years. And then I started, go ahead. Well, and then part of this is really pulling those tools and those keys in to the current moment, right? Exactly, exactly. So pull forward what you know best <laughs> and really, and, and grow on that. And and then when I started working with my agent, so, you know, we started looking at again, you know, a little bit, and again, reinventing yourself. And that's a thing with today's, society, the social media, you always need to be looking at what you're doing and how can you take what you do best and enhance that and, you know, and add more, more weight to that with what you're doing. So I've never, ever stepped away from you need to serve before you sell and you need to create an emotional engagement with not only your customers, but also with your internal customers, with your people. And that's what starts creating that organizational happiness because when your people are engaged in the business and your mission and your vision and what you do, and it's all coming from the top down from your leaders, that's when you start basically increasing your bottom line because your people believe in what you're doing and they're reaching out into the community more. They're serving your customers more. And that's where the whole customer service relationship comes in. And and again, going back to rebranding myself and, and working with agents. And all I've done is just enhance that even more, that that's what I do. And we've grown that into, it's really emotional engagement because you have employee engagement. You have emotional engagement. Um, and, you, you know, you have all sorts of different engagements out there. But when you really have that emotional engagement connected, think of a cogwheel. When everybody's working together on that cogwheel and they're all connected, it's like magic. And everything just comes together. And, and, and a business... Mm. And and I give awards out for for businesses that are su- very successful in that field, in that in that endeavor, yeah. and and it's just wonderful to see companies that are really, you know, stepping forward yeah. and making yeah. that happen in their organization. Yeah. And, you know, part of this, too, let's talk about this when we come back from break. You know, part of this, too, is, you know, I think organizations, you know, believe it or not, had started to learn to listen. They started to learn to listen to what their clients, what their consumers really wanted. They paid attention. And how do we know this? Well, I mean, just look, for example, at the word gluten, words gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I mean, 10 years ago, uh, nobody would even have a sense of that. Right. Or organic. And little did we know that Taco Bell would start to serve organic food. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive right into this thing called emotional engagement. What is it and what isn't it? You know, and does Connie believe that we can hold on and sustain the lessons that we learned 
from consumer attention as the economy, as we know, starts to pick up. Will we go back to our old, old ways? Are we seeing this now? What can you do to hone in on your entrepreneurial skills? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show and my very special guest, Queen of Marketing, Connie Fife. is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basile is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. Become a self-actualized professional coach, mentor, and leader, and make your difference in the world. The Rainer Institute has trained people from four continents and is the top-rated accredited coach platform in the world. You'll learn skills from a program created by Mark Rainer as a result of 35 years of research as to what actually works for positive, lasting change. Come if you dare and give your life a chance at making the difference it so desires. Visit RainerInstitute.com to learn more. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. BodyWise Bodywork LLC, because it's the only body you've got. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. The dog days are over The dog days are done The horses are coming So you better run Run fast for your mother Oh, yeah. That's got to be Florence in the machine. Is that right, Benny? Yes, ma'am, it is. All right, that's a goodie. Thank (laughs) you, Mr. Benny picking them songs like that. Connie Fife in the house. Uh, Before we jump into emotional engagement, what it is, what it isn't, 
And literally, how does it even look in the world? Because it has a certain huh, flair to it. Uh, I wanted to, you to take a minute, Connie, if you could, and just give some people about how they can find out more about you, about your books, about your show, all of the above. Great. Love to share. You can learn more about me at my website, which is ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. And Fife is P-H-E-I-F-F. A lot, lot of great, great information on there. Some of my videos, my speaking videos. But what's really exciting right now is that in, in past years, I had a leadership academy. And since moving from the East Coast out here to the West Coast, it kind of sat dormant for a couple of years. And, and people have been coming back and saying, when is the Academy coming back? Well, it is relaunching. And I am working with um, a really talented individual, Todd Novak, here in Southern California. We're going to launch it on November 5th at the Irvine Hotel right here in Irvine, California, Orange County, and it is going to be a 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. program. But what's more exciting, what a lot of people like, is that we're going to be having a networking event at the end of the day. And during the day, I'm actually going to be doing a live show Mm-hmm. for my Transformation Talk radio show. And we're going to be interviewing some executives in the room to get the executive perspective on on today's business. I am super, super excited about that. I also have my fourth book out right now, Marketing Masters. And that is doing wonderful, wonderful um, on the shelves. And I have another book that I'm working on. Uh, I asked my agent, I said, please let me do this over the winter because I need to, I need to go in my cave to, to write this book. And it's going to be all about emotional engagement and how are you connecting, again, with your internal, your external clients. Because once you do that, hey, baby, it's going to hit the bottom line. <laughs> I love it. And those are just a few things that Connie's got up her sleeve. Um, Emotional engagement. Let's take a minute to talk about this Um, because you and I were kind of chatting during the break. And it's fascinating that I don't think you and I are alone. We're not in our own bubble here. Folks have really been looking at the world on the outside and how, how organizations, how companies interact with them. Uh, everything from insurance companies and what they will and will not do, you know, to the person at the register at the grocery store. And Mm -hmm. we are now, I think, so fine-tuned to an expectation of service that when it doesn't show up like that, we're very confused. So I would love for you to talk about this phrase, emotional engagement, but what it is and what it isn't, and why are so people so in tune with how it looks and feels, but maybe they can't really define the elements of it. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I, I do not engaged. I, I do. Uh, a lot of people don't, they don't, they don't understand the elements of what emotional engagement is. You know, they're, they're looking for that very tangible, something that they can put their hand on and say, Oh, is this what it means? No. Uh, I mean, emotional engagement 
really could have uh, uh, many definitions, many components to the definitions of it. But let me start with what emotional engagement is not. Yes, and that, do it. And, and that, that might help people get a little bit more clarity, a little bit more understanding. Emotional disengagement is when you have an employee that is just totally disengaged from from their work, from their atmosphere. Maybe they don't fit into the culture of the organization. Or maybe they're just having a bad day at home and they're bringing it into, into the workplace. And the one thing that you and I had talked about, what some companies are doing now is because we are seeing the upswing in the economy. Uh, not so much like we've seen in... Um, and many years ago, but from the crash that we've had over the past decade. So now the economy is rising back up. Many businesses are doing well. So for the last decade, they've been really focusing on, okay, we need to make sure we have customer service where we're serving serving our, our customers, serving our internal people, because we want to keep the best people because it starts in-house. And you want to have the best people working for you. And if not, or well, maybe it's time to, to let somebody in, let some of these people go. But you want to have the most effective people on your team and have them now understanding your culture. They believe in your culture and what it is. Because if they are disengaged for any number of reason in the organization, they're, they're, that's going to come, come, come out when they're speaking to your, to your customers. This is probably a good example. I was traveling on the road for the past two weeks and, you know, staying at many hotels, eating at many restaurants, and I still hit the gym, though. But (laughs) so because of what I do, I unintentionally is, you know, evaluating people. So I went to this really fine restaurant that I love back in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So that's why one of the stops. Uh Uh-huh. And the the barmaid comes up basically, and this is a five star, over the top, great customer service. I've worked with with the, these folks, and the woman she she was very rude. She was the barmaid, so of course you know I'm trying to get her to you know calm down. I'm sure she's having a bad day, and well, it, it turns out she was having a bad day, so that's why she was disengaged in the whole process and the atmosphere of what they were supposed to bring on, you know, playing the Civil War era, you know, type of barmaid that they were supposed to be. So when that happens, the the organization, the business themselves, they really need to pull back because you don't want somebody on the front line is going to have a negative, negative attitude like that. So that is part of the disengagement. But let's talk about long term. Okay, that was just yeah. a very short, short-term yeah. example. Yeah. So long-term, so now a company or an entrepreneur, a corporation, whatever it is, association, they're like, okay, we're doing great. You know, the dollars are coming in. Um, you know, we don't really need to put any more money into relationship marketing anymore. They start cutting that. They start looking at their customer service and the training they've been doing for the customer service over the past decade. Well, business is good. Let's cut that. And guess what happens in another five, maybe not even five years? They start crashing again because they're not staying on top of what's relevant to continue to grow that business. 
Wow. You know, I, I mean, there has got to be a message. You know, a lot of times, Connie, and, and you know, I want to talk with you about this when we come back from break. We're going to take a short break. You know, a lot of dialogue is happening right now to foreign competition. Mm. You know, the fact that here we are, we got to send our, our work abroad because blah, 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 right? right? However, we have learned some lessons and, you know, I don't want to speak for other countries, but one of the lessons we've learned is there seems to be this growing up, uh, let's just call it an uprise here in the United States from people that are kind of saying, wait a minute, if you build it here, we will buy it. Mm-hmm. And, and yet at the same time, you can hardly go and buy a piece of clothing now that was not that was made not made in another country i mean right. can, i don't even know how you do that and so the question mark is you know what is loyalty have to do with buying power and can emotional engagement bridge the gap perceived gap between price points and service. Let's take a short break. That is a big conversation. Stay tuned. Yes. We'll be right back. Connie Fife in the house. We'll be right back with the show. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. 
That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. BodyWise Bodywork LLC, because it's the only body you've got. Wow, everybody, welcome back. I want to talk about a success story. Let's talk about David Bowie. Actually, I'm going to be doing a show uh, on little-known facts you know about some of the pop rock icons that we know and love. But one of the things that I know for sure is that when it comes to marketing, when it comes to looking at how to take a message out into the world, when it comes to talking about what leaders do uh, and don't do, it's Connie that we call on. You know, we call upon Connie to come to share what are some of the keys to success? What are some of the obstacles to success? And today, you know, thanks to her level of creativity and entrepreneurship, we're talking about emotional engagement, what it is, what it isn't, and what to look for in, in the end. Um, you know, Connie, this is one of these, these conversations, right, about something that when you say emotional engagement, people are like, oh, yeah. Um, but as we said before, we really don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. What we do know is that if we do not get our customer service barometer matched up from the people we're buying from, talking to, to what we actually desire in terms of service, we are willing to walk away these days. And so does emotional engagement talk about one's ability to learn how not only to emotionally engage with people, but to find out deep down what the heck they really want? That's, <laughs> that's a lot of probably most of the book is going to be about that because, it, it, I mean, anybody could walk into your organization or whether it be online, in person, what, you know, what the case may be. They are there searching. They want to know about you, who the organization is. And they want to buy from people who understands what they are looking for. And it doesn't have anything to do with the, with the price. I mean, sometimes it will. You know, people are they're, they're going to price shop. But more times than none, people are not price shopping. They're shopping to find out more about who the organization is and how the organization are, is going to help and support right. them. And then they'll come back. And, I mean, price is some, most times not even an option. Right. And, and that's where the company has to, and, you know, organizations, associations, even entrepreneurs, that's where you need to be smart. Serve your customer, understand what their needs are, 
provide them that service, then you come back and say, okay, well, here's that car you wanted to buy, and it's you know X number of dollars, and it's like, oh, great, where do I sign on the dotted line? And people are forgetting that. And I think technology has has a lot to do to do with that. And to take a line from um, my my colleague Todd Todd Novak, has technology made us silent? Because mm. we're relying, and that's the other thing that corporations, businesses will say, well, why do I need marketing? Why do I need to, to do any of this? We have social media. I'm posting you know, advertisements out there and notes out there. People aren't going to buy from you posting on social media. Social media becomes your marketing tool. If you have a book, that's your marketing tool. How you're going to connect with somebody is the old-fashioned way pick up the phone and dial those numbers and have a conversation with someone. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to make the emotional connection. And if you're not, well, going back to what's a disconnect, social media is a disconnect. Mm. We Tell us are how not so. connecting. Tell us how so. Because you know we believe social media is the, the great connector. Right. Oh, of course. Greatest illusions of our time, right here that we're talking about. So fill us in on this one. Oh, of course, of course. And I, I, I get shot in the foot every time I say this from my social media friends because that's you know, that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, you are connecting with people through through social media. Uh, you know, you have your three the three majors: LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And you put information out there. I put information out there. I'm keeping people in the loop of what's going on. I'm serving them by providing information and how, you know, even just quotes or motivational uh, quotes that's going to help them and and make their day and, and really give them a boost so they can keep moving forward in the day and reach what their success might be. But social media isn't connecting us. Social media is so much quiet, you know, quieting the conversations that we're having with our neighbor. You know, it's really silencing the way that we're selling to to our customers. Now, people do want to buy and going back to they want to buy from people that they know, like and trust. Okay, that's that's a given. That's I mean, that's a standard that's never that's never gone away. But the percentages and if you look at the study studies of this for business, the percentage of somebody picking up the phone and calling Connie Fife to say, "I want in on your leadership program because I've seen it on social media. The percentage of that happening is very small. Mm. Now, if Dr. Pat said to her good friend, well, you know what? You really need to check out this leadership summit that Connie Fife is doing. Right. Now, the percentage starts getting higher. Right. Because my friend Pat told me that I need to call about this program, and I know, like, and trust Pat. And if Pat is recommending Connie, well, now I'm going to pick up the phone, or I'll go online, and I'll do some more research about this. And then the percentage even gets even higher of somebody actually registering for this program. 
Yeah. And you know what? It's really interesting, Connie, because somebody said to me a long time ago, you know, they said something like, oh, my gosh, Pat, you only have people on your show that you like or that you support or that you recommend. And I and and they said, well, you know, every once in a while you should have somebody on your show that you don't agree with. And I said, I, I my answer was, I don't even understand why I would do that. Yeah. I said, you know, you can go listen to other shows where they do that. Right, but the bottom right. line is, what are we able? What are we able to do to provide our listeners with the best of the best, so that somewhere in some part of the world, someone is going to hear something that a may transform their lives, and in many cases, you know, from the letters that I get, save their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, this is really a new concept for the world, isn't it? It's a, absolutely, it is a new concept for the world. Because going back to what that person said to you, you know, when, when you have somebody on that, when you're having that combative conversation, and there are shows that do that, and yes, they have high ratings. I mean, let's, let's face it, they do have high ratings because people like that. But you know what they like more? When they're able to have an emotional connection with someone. mm and that's, I mean, they might feel good to, you know, hear a controversial conversation for the day, but look what's happening in today's society. Look at what is happening. And I believe a lot of that is coming from the negative press that we're hearing, those negative shows where, you know, they're beating each other up on television. Right. And that is going back in, into society and, and where we're at today. And that's that's really, really sad. And we talked a little bit before even about, you know, exporting and not finding, you know, American-made products here. Well, people also have a loss for jobs. Mm -hmm. And and that's also creating much more stress of where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. And you you know, and you walk around... Uh, I mean, look at look at anybody again. The last couple of weeks, you know, traveling. Everybody's on their cell phone. Yesterday, we were fighting. I was one of them. We were fighting for the power cord so we could recharge our phones. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah, and I even, it's true, though. I, I even mean, took a picture so- of us. There were like twenty of us around this little pole trying to oh. get all the plugs. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, But, you know, honestly, and what were we trying to do with that? I mean, heaven forbid, right, that we don't get plugged into something, that we miss a text message, that we miss an email, that we are not in communication with somebody that we think wants to hear from us, that we're not on our Facebook page because maybe we've missed a post. Um, uh, You know, all of the above. And, by the way, haven't we gone to the ends of addiction with this. And that is the perfect definition of emotional disengagement. Mm. Tell me about that. We're going to skip the break. Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> emotional disengagement. You had to know, if you're listening to the show, you had to know that uh, we were going to get to this point. 
And by the way, let's just do something now while we talk about this. Connie has got for one of you out there, first caller, let's do the first caller. We'd love to give you a copy of Marketing Masters, you know, the book. Um, So one of you out there, whoever you are, just give us a call at our toll-free number. Mr. Benny will make sure, as he always does, he does great things about this. 1-800-930-2819. Okay. Emotional, Emotional disengagement, Connie. Really? I don't do that. No? Okay. Um, how many times do you look at your phone throughout the day? How many, how many times do, oh, let's pop on Facebook to, to see who else is out there. And then you get lost. And next thing you know, it's two hours later. And what have you accomplished in your day? Mm-hmm. Or you're on checking your emails Mm-hmm. And you and you're you know you're going through them and okay this you know and you're filing them away and you're doing this and doing this and oh well my real you know this is a really good customer let me just send them an email just to let them know hey you know I'm here for you if you want to give me a call today wouldn't it be just as quick to pick up the phone to call that customer and say hey it's Connie. This one will let you know. I've been on the road for a while, but I'm back in the office. If there's anything I could do to help you, just let me know. Mm. Isn't that quicker than doing an unattached, disengaged email yeah. or going on Facebook and saying, hey, how's everybody? Uh, who's going to answer you? Mm. Uh, okay. You know how many ma- marriage proposals I've had on Facebook in the last <laughs> I know. I know. But I have to tell you who who I love that does this. And there isn't anything you're going to do or say to her that's going to get her to answer with an email if she can pick up the phone. And that's Linda, you know, who is our senior producer who schedules yeah. people. Nine uh-huh. times out of ten, you know, unless – there's some reason for her to email, of course, documents. Mm-hmm. She is going to pick up the phone and talk with you. And people are shocked. They're shocked. Yes. They're shocked. Yes. And how often, how often does your phone ring during the day? <laughs> Office phone. Let's be serious. Because it's usually through an email. Now, um, my, my business partner, Todd, who I had mentioned, I'll, traveling, I'll shoot out an email you know, it might be two in the morning or, or whatever. And, and he'll come back to me and he'll, he'll call me and he'll say, cause he's the one that wrote the book that we've, you know, lost our voice Yeah, and, and he'll call me and he'll say, let's just talk about this over the phone. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, because you don't expect that from people. So imagine your customers not getting an email from you. Say there was a problem with an order. Okay. Right. And what if, what if, how much more positive engagement will you have with your customer if you picked up the phone and you call the customer and say, Mrs. Jones, I'm really sorry, but the order we promise you today is going to be late. Mm-hmm. And what is that person? What is Mrs. Jones going to say? Thank you for calling me exactly. and letting me know. Exactly. Exactly. If, if she gets an email saying, oh, you know, uh, and not even just an email, but 
uh, formatted email, one that everybody gets. And Mrs. Jones is going to read this, and she's going to say probably a couple of really nasty words and say, that was expected today. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, part of this is also, even if you're not going to pick up the phone and call someone, um, I got an email from one of our listeners from Australia uh, and I got the email. It was forwarded to me. It came in in comments or somewhere. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I actually emailed the person back and okay. had a great conversation, you know, with him about the show and so forth. Um, and how long does an email like that take? Minutes. Minutes. Yes. Maybe. But it means so much to people. Uh, aren't things like that, if we do have to resort to the digital age, right? Right. Aren't there ways to go about it where we still, Connie, can can emotionally engage? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Pat. And I'm not saying that we don't ever do that because, again, I'm guilty of doing it. But if you do it, do it in a personal way. You know, this person took the time to write to you to say, I liked your program. Here's a comment. And you took the time to send the message back perfect example of emotional engagement Mm -hmm. perfect example so that can be that can happen just like in social media it can happen but that cannot be your the number one way an organization should rely on connecting with their customers well, you know, and, and look at where we are today. So let's fast forward to where we are today. You know, we're we're out in the world today where each of us gets to practice this in real life. And mm-hmm. we, we get to do this. What would you be able to tell folks about some of the tips, some of the things they might be able to do, how they could at least recognize, because this is part of it, how folks can at least recognize when they're in the realm, you know, the zone, the emotional engagement zone, and, and when they're in the middle of that. And, you know, the other part of this question, really, Connie, is this. We often wait for the other person to do it. Like, why am I going to do that when that person is acting all ugly up in my face? Right. As would say, all ugly up in my grill. And we're <laughs> like, you're ugly up in my grill. Why am I going to do this? But those are the times, right, Connie? Tell us about those times. Those are even more important to to do. Let's let's start with with the corporation working with their em, yeah. employees. They have to make this huge announcement. It's going to be let's let's just say it's going to be budget cuts, and they have to make an announcement now. I've seen organizations actually, and this has happened to me, send out an email to say, we have budget cuts, 10 people from customer service are going to be let go. Now imagine customer service only has 12 people. 10 people are going to be let go and their names are in an email. Mm. Disengagement. What do you think happens to the people that are still with the organization? Yeah, and actually, they actually have a, a research construct about what happens to them. Right. But everything happens to them. 
you know, they reduce mm-hmm. their level of commitment to the organization. They reduce their level of trust in the organization. Right. They reduce their level, reduce their level of loyalty, maybe mm-hmm. even reduce their level of performance. And how does that happen? Well, on the surface, they may look like they're working really hard, but then they're taking boxes of pencils home. Um, right. It's countless, isn't it? And yet, Connie, you know, I know we've only got a couple of minutes left, you know, what are we going to do? How is what your body of work is is all about? How is this going to help? Can we get their attention now? Absolutely, you can get their attention. So now let's turn that same scenario around. Mm. Still, We still have to do a layoff, and it's never, never a pretty situation. So now you do it in a way, first of all, leading. if you're doing everything the way you need to be doing to that point, there shouldn't even be a layoff. Mm. Okay, so if you're already working with your internal customers and working with them on creating that culture in the organization of emotional engagement, creating a culture where everyone helps and serves each other in the organization, you know, may, maybe it's you know, a weekly team meeting just to go over different aspects of the business. Where are we at? Talking about customer service in that conversation. Now start talking about the emotional engagement you're having with your customers. The one thing that really that I did very successfully, whether at the U.S. Chamber, whether at the Girl Scouts, is working with my staff because it was always a question of, oh, we're losing members. How do we get them back? No, let's focus on what are we doing for the members that we have? How can we connect with our members? And then it's going to grow. And it did every single time. So now you've already created the internal culture. So now you're going to take that and you're going to put that out into the world and say, this is my company. This is my organization. This is our culture. And we want to do the same thing for you. You are going to attract people to your organization just for that aspect alone because of your behavior the change in your behavior and when you create that change you also create and you look at the change of the innovation innovation ways innovative ways that you are doing that you're creating a sustainable organization wow Connie, thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, Before we close, I want to ask you, please give out some information, uh, how people can find out more about you. And thank you for a copy of the book. That went rather quickly. Great, great. Well, again, you can reach me at my website at ConnieFifeSpeaks.com. A lot of great information there. There's going to be some information coming up on our Sales and Leadership Summit coming up in the fall in our Leadership Masterful Leadership Academy, which is relaunching in January 2016. And I'm just so excited about that. Yeah, for those of you listening and you're thinking about your bosses, let them know about it, okay? (laughs) Absolutely. Let everybody know about it. Connie, thank you so much. What a great, great conversation. And boy, we are now a lot more aware of how to show up in the world. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Mm -hmm. 